All right, welcome back to the seventh episode of Biased Opinion. Um, Blues just won the Stanley Cup last night. Uh, not great for us. Pretty disappointing as a Bruins fan. Um, yeah, don't really want to beat around the bush here. Tough loss. Extremely disappointing. One of the most devastating Bruins losses in my lifetime, I think. Um, maybe one of the most disappointing ever for the Bees. Um yeah, let's get right into it. 4-1 loss, basically 4 nothing. The goal was garbage time by Grizzlick. What do you have to say about this, PJ? I think I think the first goal was always going to be important in this game. Unfortunately, the Blues got it. I think the Bruins had a couple of chances, most notably Marchant on the power play. Kind of had a whole open net and shot it right up in his chest. And then Krejci also had like a backhander that went right into his stomach, right? Kinda, yeah. He couldn't get enough wood on yeah, it. Was, it was kind of like, it was into his pad, yeah. Johansson had another chance. I mean, if the Bruins score a goal there, I I don't see the Blues winning. Or at least, if the Bruins score a goal and the Blues even make it 2-1, to one, at least the Bruins have scored. They'd at least be more calm. And I just, I don't know how much poise the Bruins played with last night either. Bennington played really good, but, I mean, we yeah, you're right. We did kind of shoot it directly into his stomach. Like he made one good things. save on Nordstrom in the third period. I'll give him credit for that one. But everything he made, else, he made a couple good saves. He made he his was defense solid. also the first them. the first period we we completely outplayed them the first period for ninety nine percent of that period. The I mean you can't at this point the season's over you can't like pick and choose individual plays to blame the entire season on blame this, but like that Marshawn change was one of the worst changes. He said it was he thought the uh, he thought the guy was rushing in alone. He thought it was a one on three, not a three on three. And he just lazily skid up. But I don't even know why you, regardless, even if it was a one-on-three, why do you need to take a change like that with seven seconds left? It was it was a long shift. He probably should have changed up like 20 seconds before that. But even if it was a long, he could have been up for three minutes. There's seven seconds left. You I don't just, need that change. And he's also a defensive liability. I mean, last year in game seven against Toronto, he like fanned on the power play. And Toronto came in and scored and made it four to three, I remember. Bruins were lucky that Freddie Anderson pretty much I mean, puts the puck in his own net. So there's he's not, that's a goal. Him defense. He's a good two way. He's a great two way forward. He gets a lot of Selkie okay. votes even. He's a good two way. It's either game one or two when someone sniped right in the slot and yeah, he wasn't but, there. He like I mean, he waved at the guy's stick. You're just picking and shoot. You're nitpicking okay. individual plays here. For every for every one of the those bad plays on defense, there's a ton of good plays on defense. He makes more goal decisive plays than Pasternak does. He gives up more goals than Pasternak does. Makes more mistakes that lead the goals than Pasternak does. That well, Pasternak's also a superstar player. I don't know. You, can't, you, that, gotta, that's you gotta like, do better. It's hockey IQ too. Yeah, I mean it's a disappointing loss. After the game, uh, Marshawn and Krejci both said it's the worst loss of their career. DeBrusque was crying. Marshawn was his his eyes were all red. He was basically crying. I mean, there's no like, you, this is a devastating loss for this team. Obviously, both sides thought it was this was like their year for both sides. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's tough. It's they came this far that. I don't know. It was a great team, but it happens. That's sports. That's hockey. Uh, you can't get it. You can't just come out flat in the game. I mean, they didn't even come out flat. I don't. It wasn't like it was the like the first three minutes weren't great, but after that, they were the better. The thing, team. the thing is, like, I mean, when you when you outplay a team completely and you're down two nothing, like they let up four shots and we're down two nothing. They had what we had like twelve shots in the first period. When you outplay a team and you're still down two nothing after the first period, then you get frustrated, and that's when it all comes apart and that's what happened the second period was just bad hockey i don't know it's but yeah it was just a disappointing loss yeah, unfortunately devastating loss unfortunately this time of year it doesn't really matter if you dominate a team it doesn't really matter how you play it's all about who lifts the stanley cup at the end of the day so you can play well but it doesn't always get you that far yeah i mean bennington stole the game 
and it was just that was tough. I think Tuca also has to get into this conversation a little bit. Could he have done more in the first two goals? I'm I'm not blaming him for Marshawn disappearing off the ice. The second goal, uh, the first goal, I thought the D kind of lost battles behind their own net, which led to a point shot, and it was also tipped. But could he have made a save in the first two? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he could have. People but people are going to point to that. I'm not I'm not blaming Tuca at all. But you, people are gonna I mean, point to all right, that. it was essentially a four nothing loss without that garbage time Grizzly goal. You can't. You cannot blame a goalie when your team gets shut out on offense. And also, the only, like people that are, oh, classic Tuca, classic Tuca's back. That's that's just lazy, awful. Thing. Those are people that didn't even watch the game or never watched hockey before other than playoffs, and they come back, oh, classic Tuca. Awful. I hate that. Tuca is the only reason the team's here in the first place. The first goal got tipped. Sure, he could have had it. It was five-hole, whatever, but it still got tipped. That's a hard save to make. I know it looks easy, but it's a harder save to make than a lot of people think. And the second goal was the guy walked right in. It was... Marshawn took a change. That's a lot more in Marshawn. It went under his arm a little bit, too. It wasn't a snipe. I know, but it was still the guy. It was a point-blank shot. Walked right in. No defense. No defense at all. It was just... It's fair to say Bennington outplayed him in two of the last three games, though. Yeah, but, I mean, Bennington had... Bennington has proven... This season, he was one of the best goalies in the league this season. I also thought... That's not saying... That's like... Just because Bennington Bennington outplayed him doesn't mean it's his fault. I'm not saying it's his fault. I also think that Game 7 would have been better if the Bruins were on the road. There would be no way that the Blues at home would be able to win the Stanley Cup. The pressure was completely off the Blues in this game. And once they got that first goal, they could just play their game, sit back, play defense, load up the new, layer up the neutral zone, as Pierre Maguire said. I don't know. It was and just... It just couldn't... It's a tough loss. But, yeah, for anyone blaming Tuca, I don't know if they've ever played hockey before. I mean, it's a you basically lost 4 nothing. How can you blame a goalie when your team can't score? That's just you. If you can't generate, if you can't bury the puck, how is it the goalie's fault? And I mean, I don't know. And then, and you can't say, oh, Tuka, Tuka, Tuka cost you the game because Bennington outplayed him. Ryan O'Reilly outplayed every single forward on the Bruins. You did. Petrangelo outplayed every single defenseman on the Bruins. You did. Where was where was DeBrusselas? Where was Bergeron last night? Where was McAvoy? Where was Pasternak? Where was Pasternak? Where was Marshawn? Other than trying to take a change with seven seconds left to cost <laughs> the goal, it was. It's just bad hockey for a game so it's just stupid mistakes and then I don't know Blues Blues star players outplayed our star players when it mattered the most um, it was a great run but I mean it's you're the you're the boss of Bruins you expect a championship We're not, we don't play for a great run you play for a championship and it's tough but at the same time a lot of people I've noticed a lot of Bruins fans think this was it for the team they're done um, we're gonna have a Bruins offseason episode uh, this summer at some point probably before the draft and offseason preview and obviously we'll be talking about the Bruins offseason a lot this summer but if you think the Bruins are done I just I strongly disagree with that you have Bergeron Krejci Coyle up the middle being strong at the middle wins championships and you can't argue that those three are three that, that's probably one of the best center cores in the entire league you still have an elite goalie in Rask you have young superstars in Pasternak and McAvoy guys who look like they're going to become superstars in this league. And I don't know. I just don't... I don't get why people are so obviously like, oh, well, they don't get enough rest and they're an older team, so they're done. They peaked. They have cap issues. But I don't know. I you have, with, that, with those leadership... With that leadership and those stars on this team, and you still have a ton of young talent, and an elite goalie, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. Yeah. Well, you saw this series, how much experience meant. It didn't really mean anything. Game 7, the Blues were... Clearly more ready for the moment than but, the But, I mean, it's not like it, the Blues still had a lot of... They didn't have any cup winners, I don't think, but they still had a ton of guys with a ton of experience. 
Then, they have a ton of good vets. Like, O'Reilly's been in the league forever. Bo Meester's been in the league forever. The first line hasn't shown you the ability to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, last season, Tampa Bay Lightning completely shut the Bruins out. Pasternak wasn't on the team in 2011. All right, but it's and Bergeron and Marshawn line. And if you think that Pasternak, there's a chance that they might put him on the second line next. It's, it's the Bergeron line. And this team has shown that they have the ability to win a Cup. Not that line. You, you can't have they, that they line going. They're one goal away. That, that, they're one game away. For winning a cup. They have the ability to win a cup. Marshawn hasn't scored an even strength goal in two Stanley Cup finals. He hasn't produced. He, he didn't have a bad playoffs. He's had two bad playoffs in a row. And Bergeron, he can't be injured at the end of every single year. And I get like, oh, they're playing through stuff. And it's great that they're playing through stuff. At some point, you got you to gotta be able to stay healthy. You can't just have a groin issue at the end of the season and just have that as an excuse of why you're not producing I get what you're saying, but you can't say that this team... You can't say that that line isn't capable of winning a Stanley Cup when they were one game away and the entire team, not just them, came up. When Pasternak's playing like that, he's easy to defend against. Easy to defend against. Pasternak's also playing on, with one hand. I mean, he looks slow out there. I nice. wouldn't be surprised if he's banged up. And you can't say that Pasternak's been injury prone because last year's playoffs he was the best player on the team by far. I didn't say he was injury prone. I'm saying oh, Bergeron at the end every single year, and we love the guy, and it's great that he's playing through stuff, and he's a great leader and two way player. But you, you can't be playing on one leg every single year to come to the end of the playoffs and expect to win Stanley Cups. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but... So now we have a shorter yeah. offseason, right? It's June. Playoffs start in mid-April, so we've had two months longer than half the teams in the league. Then what's this, when's the season start? Early right, October, so we have less recovery time. It's not like, it's not like the last month is going to get... Like, obviously, we have less recovery. It's still three and a half months to October. And we make fun of the NBA. We need to go... We need, Bruins need to have some low management time during the season. Bergeron doesn't need to gas himself out. I know he got Bergeron, hurt this year, but yeah. he doesn't need to play 82 games and then grind it out at the end on with a bad this and a bad that. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I'm, but, I'm still not worried in the Bruins for next season or in the future. I still think the Bruins are one of the top contenders in the league. And people are oh, Tampa's going to over. Tampa is one of the worst coaches in the league, and John Cooper, that guy, bad coach. Toronto. They're, they might lose Marner for all we know, and their defense is only getting worse. They can't afford anything anymore. They're paying way too many guys, way too much money. And I don't, even, I don't know. I think people are counting the Bruins too early, and I think it's an overreaction. I think it's it's also worth noting that the Bruins had an easy road to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, that Carolina series was was a joke. It's where the I stats mean, Toron- were padded. Easy. Toronto's probably a top five team in the NHL. And then after Columbus, that, you you told me Columbus was one of the best teams in it. Columbus sold all out. Columbus. Columbus beat Tampa, the considered the best regular season. You can't say Columbus was an easy path. It was one of the Columbus easier ones. And you played Columbus, one of the most physical teams in the league, and then so was St. Louis. You'll never have to play Carolina again in the conference finals. So you played the if best. If that was Washington, that would have been. You a played the best story. team in the league in St. Louis. They won the cup. They're the best team in the league. They were. You played Columbus, who beat the best regular season team and was one of the most physical teams in the playoffs, and you beat Toronto, who's easily a top five most talented team in the NHL, probably top three. That's not an easy road. Just because people are, oh, easy road, they play Carolina. I don't care. They still had three ridiculously hard series. Three of the best teams in the league. That's not an easy road. You can't tell me that's an easy road. It's an easier road than most years. St. Louis had a harder road than we did. Play Winnipeg, Dallas, and San Jose. That's harder than what Winni- we did. Winnipeg is not good. Winnipeg is not a good team. Their, their star player doesn't even back check. Don't tell me about Winnipeg being a hard team. And then Dallas, a three-man team? No. Not even close. And San Jose doesn't play defense and has no goaltending. You can't tell me that St. Louis had a much harder road than the Bruins. Carolina was easy, but so was Winnipeg. Winnipeg's not that very good team. Winnipeg hated each other. They lost, That whole team didn't like each other. They were yelling at each other on the bench. All right. All that, right. Team didn't, that team had no place being in the playoffs. It was not a good team. They barely made it. All right. Now, this came to my mind today. Last 11 years, Bruins have been eliminated at home in the playoffs 
basically eight times, and you can count nine with 2016 when they lost 6-1 to one against Ottawa in the last game of the regular season, which didn't let them in the playoffs. Five of those were game sevens, 2009 versus Carolina, 2010 versus Philadelphia, 2012 Washington, 2014 Montreal, now this year St. Louis. That's got, in the last three years, home playoff record, 10-12. and 12. That's, that's not very good, and we love this core group of players that we have. You know, Chara, Krejci, Bergeron, Marshawn, Tuca, they're probably the cornerstones of the franchise. That's five Game 7 losses in 11 years. I know they all weren't on the same team at the same time. That's that's not that's not good enough, and that that could taint their legacy a little bit. I mean, this was a chance to add two cups. Two cups is hard in the NHL. Two cups would have made them probably the best. So one, one cup's, and one cup's good. Ever. One cup's good. One cup's respectable. But I think this core group of players really needs another cup to set them on to the next level. And I think they're capable of that. They at the same time you look at Krejci. Krejci's playing with DeBrus did not have a good playoffs at all. So you and then you got a rookie or David Backers on second line right wing. You, Krejci needs wings. Krejci needs and Rick Nash. That was one of the worst trades I've ever seen. That wasn't the answer. So what's the answer? Krejci next year? hasn't had a wing since. Like, Who's Lucic. he gonna get next year? You have to make a trade. Do you have to trade the. You have to. You, all right, we're we're gonna we have a Bruins preview episode. All right, fine. But. I mean, you look at young like Studnikov, a kind. You have to have, make those guys expendable. You can't hold on to the. You have a million prospects in the in the farm that are above average prospects that you could pull together, and you have picks. You need if you want to win a cup, you need to help. You need to give Krejci help. Coyle is a third line winger or a third line center. He has better wings than Krejci. How come Krejci never has good wings? Obviously, DeBrus is a good player. He's a sniper, but he had a bad playoffs, and I don't know. Krejci needs wings. I, I agree. I mean, DeBrusque also can play a little bit better, too. He's not the bad yeah, player. Yeah, I agree. DeBrusque is a very good player, and he's he's still young. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Krejci had no hope in the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be hard to win Stanley Cups when you're relying on your third and fourth line to bail you out in every game. Your first yeah, line, it has to play better throughout the course of the playoffs to give you a chance to win. Yeah, and also, I mean, we talk about the Bruins all the time, but talk about St. Louis a little bit. Obviously, I hate that they won. Not happy at all, but... Their story was incredible. Everyone knows it. And now worst to first in half a season. Pretty incredible. Um, and that girl, Lila. Le- Layla. Layla uh, Anderson. Yeah, she got to lift a cup on the ice. That was cool. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. They're not, they're not. It's not like Toronto won the cup. I would be sick to my stomach for, like, months at a time. I wouldn't be able to handle that, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah. You got to, I mean, hats off to St. Louis. Yeah. They- Great. They're... Good. They're built very well as a team. They are. Um, they they arguably could have won all four games in Boston. Game yeah. one, they were up by two goals. Oh, and to, not to mention, they were the first team in Stanley Cup history to win the Stanley Cup with having a losing record at home in the playoffs. That's incredible. They were 6-7 and seven, uh, at home in the playoffs this year. Uh, I'm not sure what their record was in total. I think they only lost three games maybe, like 10 or 11 and 3 on the road. Uh, that's That's so pretty incredible. And also Ryan O'Reilly, Conn Smythe winner. That dude, he completely dominated the Bruins this series. Like, St. Louis, for a lot of these games, couldn't generate much offense until he came on the ice, and he seemed like he always had the puck on his stick. And he's not like that much. He's not a very physical player, but he'd always go into the battle in the corner and always come out with the puck somehow. And it was, the Bruins couldn't couldn't hit him. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't catch out. He just dominated. And a lot of times, the fourth line would be caught out there on a for a long time without getting a change against O'Reilly. And the first line played terrible against O'Reilly. I saw, I don't know the exact stat, but they the Ryan O'Reilly line absolutely dominated the Bruins' first line. And, I mean, that dude, you have to respect what he did in this series. In all playoffs, he completely dominated. He's a true superstar in this league, I think. He's 
best player on the best team in the league. Yeah, and also game seven. I didn't think it was a it was a great game from the neutrals' point of view. It was kind of a sloppy game, I thought, but at least it wasn't decided by the refs. At least uh, a controversial hit wasn't a part of the storyline. Yeah. It was a pretty. It was a clean Re- game. Re- refs one, the, refs didn't play. Yeah, there was one penalty delay game, but other than that, I didn't see a penalty out there that should have been called in a game yeah. seven. So it was decided fairly between the two teams in game seven, and the Blues came out on top. Yep. Yeah. Don't have much more to say. No. That's it. Tough loss. Time to move on. I don't really want to talk about that anymore. So, generating a lot of headlines recently uh, was the USA women's national team. Uh. If you missed it, their first game of the World Cup, they played Thailand. Uh, they won 13 to nothing. There was a lot of... More people were... Some people were complaining... Not complaining, were criticizing the U.S. for scoring too many goals. Another, more other people were complaining about how the U.S. were celebrating after scoring goals, especially after, like, 7 nothing. So, before I get to my opinion, Seamus, do you think... Do you have any problem with them scoring 13 goals? Not at all. All right, neither do I. Score as many goals as you want. 27 goals, 34 goals, I, I don't care. Goal difference is a part of it. But also, it's it's a respect for the team that you keep playing. The worst thing that you can do is just pass the ball around, keep the ball, play in your own half. Um, so that's that's more demoralizing for Thailand. If they're chasing the ball around for 45 minutes than actually playing the game and picking the ball out of the back of your net 10 times or whatever. So keeping the ball is worse than scoring. Now to the celebrations. I had, I, no had I had a huge problem with the celebrations, along with the people from Canada. People in Canada's network were saying it was disgraceful. Canada's too nice. That's the problem. That's why USA always beats Canada in women's soccer. Okay, I don't, we're not discussing the previous history of USA versus Canada. And if they play this year in the World Cup, I hope Canada wins. To that's get, pretty bad. All right. Ninth goal. Have you, did you see, have you seen any of these celebrations? Saw a couple. Saw a couple. All right. Ninth, ninth or tenth goal, Megan Rapinoe scores. She's doing like these dances and the whole bench is like going to celebrate the players it's just it's obnoxious the rapino's like diving around on the ground and it's it's complete disrespect for thailand i don't see what's wrong with that it's it's not it's not like it's not a rec league game you're playing in world cup sorry this is the best players in the world and if celebrating is what gets you in the zone and keeps you in the zone and keeps you on top and that's what gets you going and that's what makes you good as a player if you can if you score a goal and you stand still how is that like you can score a goal. You can go over to the teammate that passed you the ball, high five them, smile, and run the back end, to the halfway the day, line. At the end of the day, do you need to get the whole bench involved? Do you need to have the coach cheering you on at twelve nothing? Why? Why? I don't see the. Alex problem. Morgan scores the eleventh or twelfth goal. She turns around and starts putting her fingers up in the air. One, two, three, four, five. What's wrong with That's that? That's embarrassing. To who? To the game. How is it embarrassing to the game? She's stat padding. Domi- she's stat padding. She's that. doing what James Harden does. She's absolutely dominating. There's nothing wrong with domination. If you think that's gonna make you Thailand feel so feel accomplished bad, Thailand, that you scored five goals against Thailand, they're, really? They're You're so happy think. that you scored five goals against Thailand. Do this against France. France is a better. When's the last time someone scored five goals in a World Cup game? I don't know. Probably never. I bet you, do you, you think it's impressive? Two, Are you impressed by some girl scoring five goals against Thailand? Yes, it's five goals in a World, a World Cup game. What impresses you about that? It's Thailand. They scored five goals. Nobody else has scored five goals against Thailand. Thailand's never been in the World Cup. That's the first ever World Cup. The, the World Cup well, has expanded clear- to 2014. Right, but Thailand plays games outside of the World Cup, and I, I haven't heard anything about anyone else ever scoring five goals against Thailand. You're, about to Exa- see- you're the first person to ever score five goals in a World Cup game, most likely. I don't know that exactly, but I'm just assuming things here. Don't think anyone else has ever scored five goals in a World Cup game. Don't think anyone scored five goals against Thailand. I mean, no, it's five goals is rare. How do you not celebrate that? It's not like it's, Thailand's going to cry about it. It's grown woman. 
they're fine. I don't think they're going to be go home and cry. Oh, Alex Morgan celebrated. She made me feel bad. She's not nine. I think they're fine. You're allowed, you should be allowed to celebrate your goals. Celebrate every goal. It's the last one you're going to score. If celebrating goals gets you into the game, that's what keeps your team. It's what gets you going. That you should be allowed to celebrate. It's the World Cup. This is the best of the best. I don't see the problem with celebrating a goal. I don't uh, care what the score is. You should be allowed to celebrate. You should be able to rub it in. You're up 13 nothing. If Thailand has a problem with it, don't let up 13 goals. Play harder. Make a save. I don't know what to tell you. If you want to dance on the grades, well, you USA. They were they, USA was lucky that Thailand weren't didn't break somebody's leg. They should have been out there tackling people. Well, they should. Yeah, against they, Chile. Right. Next game against Chile. Chile's ranked less than Thailand, so they could score 13 again. I don't know. Chile's not gonna let them do that. They should get kicked around. They're celebrating these. Good soccer uh, needs to get more physical anyway. The USA, they put, USA a, will they put a target on their back. Good, they, they and they're the best team in the world. Why wouldn't you want a target on your back? Right. If you have a target on your back, that means you're good. USA, USA women's soccer team is the best team in the world, right? Correct. Yes, uh, they're, and they're up you, there. They're asserting their dominance by they're just asserting their dominance as a team by celebrating up thirteen nothing. They're showing everybody this is us. We're going to celebrate. We're going to dominate. We're taking these games over. You have no chance against us. All right. Now the one other thing that I have a problem with. And I don't, we like to stick to sports on this, but the USA coach after the game said, quote unquote, part of me is sitting here wondering if this was 10 nothing in a men's World Cup game, are we getting the same questions? Yes, you would get the same exact questions. If Neymar was scoring the 11th goal against Panama, doing rainbows, doing dances with this whole team, people would be calling out Neymar, saying he's a disgrace, saying he's selfish, saying he's this and that. Yes, it doesn't matter if it's men's or women's, it's unacceptable to celebrate like that. If it was, I, if it was Neymar scoring against Thailand, 12 goals, I mean, dancing I people, around, I know people you know, have, acting like I, he's never yeah. done this before. They would say, yes, Neymar, do it in the big games. I agree. People people would have a problem. With, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't I don't know why they brought that into it. I don't think it was completely, I think. I'm not, we're I think not, in either game, saying that I think in either side, people would have, I think men's and women's people would have a problem with nobody's it. Nobody's saying I, you can't celebrate because you're a woman. Personally, I don't have a problem with it because I think you should be allowed to celebrate goals even if it's 13 nothing. Especially if you're the best team in the world and you're trying to assert your dominance as a team. You're trying to show people you didn't make other teams afraid of you. Nobody's gonna be afraid after watching you play against Thailand. You just want thirteen nothing. You're the best. Who cares? Team. It's a Canada different does. game. Canada's crying about it. Canada's honestly also saw the Canada the people uh, the girls on Team Canada. They went on. They were on TV and they're like, "Oh, it's disrespectful to the game." But I saw that I think last year or two years ago they beat Chile twelve nothing and or Cuba or someone like that somewhere in South America they beat one of those teams twelve nothing and they were doing the, they were celebrating up t- when they were up ten nothing. Was it in the World Cup game? What? Why does that matter? I don't know. I didn't say that. That means I, nothing. I, I World Cup's the best of the best. If anything, you should celebrate more. Do you think this I, think, I don't think. I think people have a problem with it just don't like Team USA and don't like America. Not you, but they don't like Team USA women's soccer because they I lose don't like to this them team. every year. I can't, I can't root for this team. That's obnoxious. Why would I want to root There's for that team? There's nothing wrong with being obnoxious. They're the best in the world. They're dominating. What's wrong with dominating? You, if you back it up in the biggest stage against France, it's not, in it's France not I'll, I'll, I'll be on board. All right. USA Women's National Team. They're winning it all. No doubt in my mind. If you do that, that means you're the best and you know you're the best. You don't do that if you don't know you're the best. Also, people are saying that the U.S. Women's National Team needs to get ruthlessness back. Really? Ruthlessness against Thailand? That's where you show it? That's you say, oh, this team's back. They're more ruthless because they won 13 nothing against Thailand? 13 nothing is a lot of goals. When's the last time someone won 13 nothing in a World Cup game? I don't know. When's the last time Thailand was in the World Cup? You told me Cuba's worse than Thailand. Or uh, whatever. Chile. Chile. That's because you can make the argument that Thailand should be better supported with their women's team, but their men's team isn't supported that well. I don't know. It's, just, it's, a, it's a bad look. I don't think it, the women's team, 
the the World Cup is their biggest stage. I just don't think there's anything wrong with being ruthless in the biggest in on right, the biggest stage. The women's stage. team, the the World Cup is their biggest stage. There's no Premier League for them. There's no Spanish League for them. There's no Champions League for them. The World Cup it comes once every four years. This is their chance to grow the game. I don't see this growing the game. Scoring twelve no. goals and celebrating. If, if, they, if, if, you, if this can't be if implemented, no at level, if this no would be this would go over bad in a twelve year old game. If there's no celebrations, nobody's talking about this. That's all I'm saying. You're not growing the game when you're not cel- when you if this isn't this won't be a news story if there was no celebrations. It'd be oh, they won thirteen nothing. Okay, it was the first game against the worst. What's team wrong with that story? They won thirteen nothing. But nobody would be talking about the only people that'd be talking about are the people that care. So you so you're about saying women's that soccer, that wouldn't grow the game at all. If you're making news for your sport, that's how you grow the game. You positive gotta, or negative. You need positive news. That's, you can't have negative that's news. One of the, that's if you Yes, you can, because that's one that's one of the all right, every new musician now, I'm going to compare this to something. Kind of sound like Cowherd, but whatever. Uh, every new musician now, they create negative publicity to get their name out there. They do it on purpose. It's all, it's design. It's by design. Because the best way to get publicity out there is not positive. Positive doesn't spread. People don't care about positive stuff. People are negative. People on social media and stuff are negative. They, they like to fight about stuff. They like to argue about stuff. So you spread negative publicity and that's how you, and I mean, I don't think they did it. I don't think they celebrated so they could spread negative publicity about their sport. But saying that this won't grow the game any better than if they didn't celebrate is completely false. Nobody would be talking about this if they didn't celebrate. You have upset parents care. in a high school game if this were to happen. Good. It, I, it's, I don't care about a high school game. This is a World Cup game. It's different. They're grown. They're adults. I think they can get over a celebration in a soccer game. I don't think... Like, if you're, if you're really... Especially if you're not even on a, a Thailand fan or on Team Thailand and you're... Like, the, the woman on Team Canada... They're crying. They're they're not crying. They're upset about this. They're whining about this. Come on, you're not in Thailand. Did anyone in Thailand have a problem with this? I don't. I don't know I don't how many people so. in Thailand. I are think watching Thailand's this. bigger issue is their soccer team and how they play soccer. I don't think people in Thailand have the problem with this. People in Canada have the problem with this. I don't care about the people in Canada. USA doesn't care about the people in Canada. Thailand doesn't care about the people in Canada. There's nothing wrong with celebrations, and there's nothing wrong with absolutely dominating when you're the best team in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. People have a problem with. I don't get why people have a problem with that. I, I don't care if they score 34 against Chile as long as they're cla- they're, they play with class and professionalism and respect for the game. And instead of having their whole bench they, on the freaking running down they, the field after 12 nothing. What's wrong with that? It's At ridiculous. the end of the day, sports are about showmanship. That's what they were for. That's how you make money in sports. This team better, showmanship. They, That's showmanship They right better there. win it all. If they don't win it all, this is going to blow up in their face. And it's not like this team has won a World Cup before. They're World Cup champions and they're doing this. It's ridiculous. What's wrong with that? Just, if you let off the gas pedal even a little bit, that's when someone else takes advantage of it. If you're the best team in the world, you dominate and you continue to dominate. I have no problem Also, if with the this. shoe was on the other foot, I don't think people would be too happy about it. Not going to lie. If it was us on the receiving end, I don't... I, yeah, I think it would people be, would have a lot more... I, don't, I think people would have a lot bigger issue with the fact that the team lost 13 nothing than the other team was celebrating. If someone beat the U.S. thirteen nothing, I would hope they'd celebrate those goals. Like I, I think the issue here is that they lost. I don't. I think I don't know. People hate us because we're good. That's it. People hate USA Women's National Team because they're good. That's what I'm getting out of this. I don't see the issue with it. There's nothing wrong with celebrating a goal, no matter how much you're up by, especially if you're setting records. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I just I di- I disagree. All right. Agree to disagree. All right. We'll leave it at that. Moving on to bias bonus. And welcome to this week's edition of Bias Bonus. Last week there was a change in the records as Seamus overtook me. He went five and five last week, which shows how bad I was. <laughs> as he went, as he's uh, thirty three and thirty seven overall, and I am now 
31 and 39 overall after the 2 and 8 performance last week. So uh That's tough. Time to uh time to turn it around. All right. Come back. US Open. More birdies for rounds more birdies for rounds 2 through 4. John Rahm or Rory McIlroy? Uh I'll take Rahm. I'll take Rahm. I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with Rory. He's kind of he's kind of hot right now. When he gets hot, he can get hot. Uh US Open over under two and a half under par rounds for Tiger Woods. Um uh, hammer in the under. Tiger Woods not a fan at all as a person. Uh, I think people overhype him as a golfer ever since his comeback. I think he's a god again, but Tiger's not the old Tiger. Way under. I'll take the over. Tiger Tiger knows Pebble Beach well. He's a he's an icon in the game. Tiger's a beast. Uh, Women's World Cup. Will Sweden score eight goals or more versus Thailand? Um, I'm going to go no. You think They're, Thailand's going to bounce back? I mean, no. It's just Sweden's no USA. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go yes. I think Thailand's trash, and Sweden will expose that and show that the women's team is overrated. Uh, Women's World Cup over under two and a half goals for Alex Morgan versus Chile. Over. Hat-trick season. Back-to-back. Under. Chile's not going to let Alex Morgan stat pad against them. She's a superstar. Never bet against a superstar. Way over. Chile's going to park the bus. I I think Chile could actually win the game. Chile can park the bus all they want. USA by five. MLB. Phillies over under 1.5 wins at Braves. It's a three-game series. Um, Over. Even though Kutch is out. Uh, And they were my World Series pick. Few weeks ago, I'm still going over. I'll I'll go with the under. Uh, Braves just swept the Pirates. Not saying much, but they're still hot. Uh, MLB Dodgers over under, 1.5 wins versus the Cubs in a three game series. Under, they're overrated. Oh, I'll go over. They're they're winning. They're winning the ship. Uh, higher total. Uh, Chris Sale strikeouts on Saturday or USA goals versus Chile. Uh, you don't get you don't bet against USA women's soccer. So USA blow it again back to back. Chris Sale's been lights out lately. I'll go with him and Orioles kind of suck. Uh, College World Series will win on Saturday, Texas Tech or Michigan? Um, I'll uh, never pick Michigan in anything, so Texas Tech. I'll go Michigan. They knocked off number one overall seed, UCLA. They got they got a good pitching staff. I like Michigan. College World Series, will both Arkansas and Vandy both win? Uh, I'll go yes. You know, Vandy boys don't want to bet against them, even though they're kind of grouped in with Arkansas here. Yeah, I'll go with yes. Two marquee uh, programs in college baseball. Arkansas is playing FSU, Vandy against Louisville. I like I like the SEC teams there. Last one, College World Series, over-under, four-and-a-half runs for Auburn versus Mississippi State. Uh, I'll take the over. I like a high-scoring game. I like a high-scoring game. I'll go under. I think uh, Mississippi State's going to throw out their best pitcher, try and get an early dub. Right. Lock, uh, shout out, Auburn. Go shout out. Right. Not bad. All right, that wraps it up for Episode 7 of Biased Opinion. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at biased underscore underscore opinion. We'll tweet whenever we have a new episode. Um, yeah, I want to just keep you updated on the show in general. And if you have a voice message that you want to send in to be on the next podcast, whether it's a question, a comment, something like that, uh, follow the link in our the third link in our tweet about this episode, and download the Anchor app, and you can record a message and send it to the podcast. So yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more.